Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for being with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of the Gospel of John, and we're up to the uh, 20th chapter. And it's the various things that are occurring after Jesus has died. He's been buried, and the women are just discovering. And, you know, I had mentioned, I think, in yesterday's episode, perhaps the day before, that we were not going to go back and check out the other synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, in relationship to this. (laughs) But the more I started thinking about it, I thought, man, we need to get the whole story on this thing. Because each one of the Gospels, it gives us insight, okay? Uh, They uh, often will tell uh, the same thing, you know, in the same event or something like that. But they give a lot of sequencing, and there'll be little bitty things that one Gospel will point out that the other three won't. And it helps us to put together the entire account that uh, the Father has given to us. So we're going to keep pressing all through John, but at some point in time, we will go back and pick up those uh, cross-references probably pretty soon, uh, because I think they're pretty important. this is John chapter 20, verse 11, and it starts off with this. But Mary, this is Mary Magdalene, but Mary was standing outside the tomb weeping. And so as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb. And we'll see in another gospel when Peter and John come running to the tomb that they had to stoop. Okay, So this wasn't something that you often see in the pictures where it's a big, gigantic hole with this huge rock and you could walk in and still had clearance as you stood, okay? It's not like that at all. They had to stoop to look down into the tomb. Verse 12, And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had been lying. And so when you look at the uh, all the Gospels, you find out that one Gospel will talk about one angel, another Gospel talks about two angels. Here the two angels are in the tomb, one's at the head, one's at the foot of where Jesus laid. In another gospel, you'll see one sitting on top of the stone that was rolled away, another standing there. And quite often uh, people who are not believers who, who seek to undermine the Word of God will say, well, here the Word's inconsistent. Obviously, uh, they, they're confused about what happened here. <clears throat> well, no, not at all. Because what we're doing, we're just getting pictures. We're getting little vignettes of what happened with all these individuals. Here's what happened with Mary. In the other situations, you see what's going to happen with uh, the other women, particularly the other Marys, okay? And so they're all different moments at different times. Here with Mary Magdalene, there were two angels, one at the head and one at the feet of the body where Jesus had been lying. Verse 13, and they said to her, the angel said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they've taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. So she was upset enough that he had been killed and that he was buried and she was coming to it and just brokenness over that. Now she finds the body to be gone. She is assuming that somebody's taken the body away. <laughs> well, in a manner of speaking, that is a safe assumption. The body's not there, right? And she's thinking, well, somebody in the natural has taken it away. Uh, a human <clears throat> has taken the body away. Well, somebody had taken the body away and it was somebody that did it in the natural because God naturally did this. God did what he does. He resurrected his son from the dead. Verse 14. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know it was Jesus. And so we'll see this in some other accounts that, excuse me, that there's uh, 
a couple of times that people did not know who he was because it was kept from them. So verse 15, Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? And I, I just find this just, isn't that a great question? Isn't that an amazing thing? Why are you weeping? You're at a tomb, okay? You're at a tomb. So there might be some understanding that you're going to be weeping because of what's occurring there. <clears throat> but why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? You know, why, why are you seeking somebody at a tomb here? You know, what, what's going on? And I, it's nearly, <clears throat> not quite, but it's nearly tongue-in-cheek, okay? It's nearly because Jesus had told them. He had told his disciples. And this right here gives us a little bit of insight, a little nuance into some things. Because we see the great things we've seen in the Gospel of John, for instance, that Jesus had told his disciples. But quite often, his disciples had other people around. The women were with him all the time. The women help pay for things, okay? And so you see here that Jesus says something with an understanding of some sense of expectation that the answer would already be known. For instance, Jesus had told his disciples that he was going to be resurrected from the dead after three days and three nights, that this would happen. So Jesus is saying, you know, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Sort of with this understanding that she should know and it's going to come to her what Jesus had said. And he's just given her the opportunity to explore the answer here. So verse 15 continues. Mary, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him away. And so she didn't know what happened. You know, how could Jesus, how could she look and see Jesus but not recognize who he was? Well, it may have been blinded to her, okay, it may have been kept from her. We'll, we'll see that with the disciples on the road to Emmaus. That's what happened with them. And in this case, I wouldn't be surprised if because she's weeping and she's looking down and she sees these angels and she has this encounter and she's terrified and she sees somebody over here and looks and sees this person but doesn't pay any attention to who they are. We've all done that before, right? Could very well have been something like that. But she was making the assumption in the natural, if you're the one that took away his body, just let me know and I'll carry him away. Uh, and there might be a, a degree of humility here, particularly that was expected by women of this day. I'm not really looking at somebody. Just you know, you're distraught. Your head is down. You're not paying attention to who you're talking to. Then verse 16, Jesus said to her, "Mary, Mary, when the Lord speaks to you by name, <laughs> something happens." Notice this. She turned and said to him. In Hebrew, which is really uh, Hebraic, Aramaic, okay, Jewish, Aramaic, said to him, Rabboni, which means teacher. When he called her by name, and notice she turned to him and said to him, she'd already seen him, but that's the reason I'm thinking she saw him by the corner of her eye. I saw him, didn't pay attention, saw it with somebody, and you said, hey, you know, she thought it was the gardener. If you've taken him away, just tell me, tell me where he is. Now she knows. Well, her response we're not told what her response is, but we are told because Jesus tells her to quit doing something. Verse 17, Jesus said to her, stop clinging to me. Well, guess what that means? She was clinging to him. She grabbed him and he says, stop clinging to me for I have not yet ascended to the father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I send to my father and to your father and my God and your God. So he says, you know, let go of me. Don't touch me yet. I haven't ascended yet. 
I don't know what that means. <laughs> Quite often people say, well, it means this, it means that. There is a sequencing of events here because later on he's going to tell Thomas, hey, reach out and touch me. Okay, and later on he's eating fish. Later on other people could touch him. But right now there was something happened. Now Jesus allowed it because she was able to cling to him. And it wasn't like he was going to be unclean or she was going to be unclean or anything like that. No, it wasn't that at all. There was just a sequencing of events right here that needed to take place. So he says, no, no, don't clean me yet. And it may be the kind of thing that it was. you just need to let go because I must go to the Father right now, but I'll come back, okay? But, and he did, and he walked around for 40 days. It may be as simple as that. So what did Mary do? Verse 18, Mary Magdalene came announcing to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and that he had said these things to her. In one of the other Gospels, we're going to find out that Jesus actually chastises his disciples because they did not believe the report uh, that came to them uh, through Mary Magdalene and through some other people. They did not believe it. Even though Jesus had told them, okay, even though Jesus had told them what was going to happen, they still didn't believe. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you again next time.